A blessing happened in disguise. You got hurt, I stepped up. I main evented SmackDown, I main evented pay-per-views, I main evented WrestleMania. You know why? They know us now. I'm the right-hand man, main event Jay Uso, and it's all because of him. So guess what? You out. And I'm out too. Love me, hate me, you all do it because you know I'm right. You can call me whatever you want. You know what David Zasloff calls me? One Bill Phil. That's because I am the one true, genuine article in a business full of counterfeit bucks. If you feel you're here today and I owe you an apology, here it is. I am sorry that the only people softer than you are the wrestlers you like. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Telling lies. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is the best pro wrestling podcast show out there, past, present, or future. Tell me when I'm telling lies. That boy has 37 championships and never took one bump in his entire life. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Tiger Queen started a organization. And he was always the eighth best guy on the roster of seven. And that seems to be a reoccurring theme in his life. So you tell me when I'm telling lies. The Young Bucks are some whiny bitches that don't want any other star in the company but themselves. I have a great story to tell you later on that may make you throw up or just laugh. It Man, ODM is the best goddamn co-host there is. Tell me when I'm telling lies! Dust off your finest Sailor Moon costume because we're about to delve into the world of cosplay wrestling. <laughs> Just when you thought it couldn't get any crazier. It's funny because I... <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> it's funny because I actually thought to myself, I'm like, I kind of want to prep you. Do we go natural? Do we not? Or whatever. I just wanted you to just go, lies. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard when you're telling the truth. That's the issue. All right, man, welcome to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. As you know, I'm the professor. He is ODM, and we're back. We're ready to go. And 
Man, today we have not only the Monday Night Wars, we got Bring It to the Table. We got one crazy-ass story that is going to make your stomach curl. And once again, it is another summer of punk. CM Punk is officially back, as we all saw on Collision. And god damn it, the Bloodline is still the best fucking storyline going. Still, you could break them up in four different directions and they're still going to be the only thing I want to watch on WWE. Let's break it all down. Dude, how are you doing today? I'm doing fucking great. I'm actually on vacation. We're talking about a possible meetup in the near future. CM Punk is back. It seems like we might actually have a real wrestling show on TV. Um, Got the DVR set for it, so I can catch up on it. Xavier... Uh, graduated Xavier high school. Graduated high school, and he's rocking it in baseball. Had a nice little Father's Day, and uh, yeah, I don't know what else to tell say. Tell me you liked my. Uh, tell me you like my Benoit thing to you. Oh, I hope you Jesus. have a killer Father's Day. <laughs> That's fucking terrible. I liked it. I was going to have to send it to you or my dad. Anyway, man, let's get into some of the news. We had uh, kind of a swap if you will really when it comes to people who are involved backstage with AEW right so on one day we hear that BJ Whitmer had domestic violence charges and shortly thereafter was fired by AEW not a shock we've seen it before um but i've been seeing that Jimmy Jacobs through Fightful Select saying that he is going to be joining AEW as a producer we all know he was the originator of the list of Jericho. Now, you can't just have one claim to fame, but he was there for only so long in WWE. Why did he get fired? Oh, because when AEW guys invaded Raw one night, he just did a selfie with him, got himself fired. Which is great, because then he showed up to the next pay-per-view, and they all did a selfie live on pay-per-view with him there <laughs> in the crowd, which I thought was hysterical. Um, with the Elite and all them. But... I like them. I like the move. If Jimmy's gonna be there, I mean, I'm whatever with BJ. Fuck him, you know. Yeah, bitch beater. But uh, Jimmy, I think he's got a good mind for the business. I always liked him in uh, Ring of Honor. He was the creator of uh, Age of the Fall, and you know, being a part of Scum with Kevin Owens. And so I, I think that his mind for AEW, I think, could be well more focused than Tony. <laughs> Speaking of not getting your story uh, in one area, or not story, but let's say keeping your path as you said you were going to. CM Punk is going to be on collision only. Well, fuck, it's still in Chicago. We should put him on dynamite, too, (laughs) because they're just going to chant for him all night. To the point that, did you see the elite are now saying they're not going to show up to dynamite tonight because Punk is going to be there? Yeah, reports from you Fightful. You look like some bitches. Yeah, you definitely look like some bitches. I think, I think that speaks to everything, dude. I mean, real quick, I mean, the thing is, is that uh, apparently... Per Kenny Fightful, should, by the way. Kenny has to. He should show up, unless you're just going to send in a fucking video package. He has to fight in a pay-per-view. That's exactly that what Sunday. I, that's exactly what I was just going to say. Oh, I'm sorry. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> yeah, I'm only so, taking the wind out of your sails. I yeah, just they, watched the boat sink. They're... Uh, yeah, they're they're apparently they're apparently just gonna record some video promos uh, that they can show to further the feuds that they're in. Um, but yeah, I mean, think, you gotta think about this. Punk has been like apparently the reports are that Punk's been reaching out to the elite, 
and basically all he's gotten in response are letters from lawyers. Yeah, I saw that. That's funny. So. That you. That's really in one of the posts. I can't remember what it was, but it said Kenny Omega, age forty. Nick, Nick and Matt, thirty nine, thirty eight. Whatever their ages are and everything looks like. It, like CM Punk is a grown man. These guys are grown men. They're like, no, talk to our lawyers. You all work for the same company, man. So shit or get off the pot at this point. You have to do business. And I'm not saying you have to do business with each other, but how long do you think it is until you guys are crossing paths in the locker room? You mean mm. to tell me you Punk is only going to work every other pay-per-view? He is your draw. Yeah. Name me one other guy on the, the entire roster that people would buy a pay-per-view for. One guy. I mean, where are we going to watch? I was going to buy Forbidden Door for Danielson Okada, but one of those guys doesn't work for AEW. So if take, was, I was going to say take that yeah, out of there, yes. Yeah, but I'm saying so, but for one man, if you're like, because this guy works for the company, I'll, I'll buy all the pay-per-views. He's, it's got to be Punk. I can't be, it's it got to be Punk, yeah. In, unless it's maybe a Jericho or Danielson, but yeah, you're right. Now, and we're going to break down uh, Forbidden Door later. Kind of excited about it. A little upset because, you know, that near meeting may happen, but... We're not gonna be. I have to work. I'm not gonna be able to see that show live, and I'm really sad about that. Um. Okay. Did you didn't see Collision live? I know you didn't because neither did I. You had graduation festivities. I had stuff going on all day and night. Um. And we're gonna get into Collision in a little bit, but for the main event match, they bring out good old Jr. But they didn't do the. Uh, was it Alabama? That was a horrible snare drum. I was like, yeah, I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. So he, um, they didn't show him on camera, but I had, we'd all seen or heard because he puts out a Twitter photo every time he fucking falls. Apparently he fell again and has a black eye. And now there's like, this is like the fourth one. And it's funny because people are like, this is this. I've seen a couple things. They're like, well, obviously something's wrong with him. He's fucking old. That's a lot to do with it, man. He's just an old man falling down a lot. Now, do I think he should be traveling place to place to place if he's going to be like this? And I'm not being sarcastic when I say can't get half the names straight when calling a match. Is it worth it? You know, at your age. Came out, sounded hoarse as fuck. Yeah. And the only thing he got out, really, was Saturday night's all right for fighting. To, and, and he struggled to get that out. Oh, by the way, Elton John is all elite. So, <laughs> I hate the song. I actually, not I, I, I'm Elton not John a fan ones. of it. No, yeah. I mean, there's so many other ones. Yeah. Mona Lisa's Mad Hatters. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, oh my God. Levon? I, I, Levon is fantastic. Yeah, your song. I w- None of them are great to be the opener for this, but that's no. why dude, he shouldn't have been buying songs, man. It's like as soon as I hear the elite. Now, I thought Kenny and the Bucks were the only ones to be using that together. No, Hangman and Bucks show up together and they play that song too. Swear to God, it's ruined it for me. So, not that you can already ruin Saturday Night's All Right for me, but you're going to make me hate it even more. Yep. Isn't that the S A T Y? Would have been a lot cooler if they used that. And I was at a Red Wings game the other day. Was it? Uh, yeah, it was Saturday. Saturday. And, yeah, and then yeah, so they played it there too. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> what day was it that I was there? Fuck. Yeah, and the, the Amherst game I was at was on a Saturday. They played it there too. That's awesome. Um, 
so yeah, but you have it here that you know Jim Ross is apologizing for collision and taking a step back to heal. Yeah, he actually tweeted that out. He's like, uh, you know, I apologize. Uh, I'm going to take some time to step away and heal and kind of like a thank you. And then, you know, the little cowboy hat emoji. Uh, so, yeah, I just think, listen, if you want to be involved with this company, do it as a producer and an agent backstage. You are by far have the most knowledge. Probably oh, you have a, a better mind roster. than you do the ability to do a, a, the commentary job yeah, right now. Yeah. Don't and I and I gotta say you know just taking a step ahead, I kind of liked Kevin Kelly and Nigel together. Oh How man, but that's not that. Well, Kevin, man, at quick glance, I thought it was more Ronello and Nigel. Quick glance, yeah. I was like, oh, it's just Kevin Kelly in glasses. Um, I've always liked Kevin Kelly. Mm-hmm. He's been a part of Ring of Honor. Um, he does New Japan. The only thing I don't like that he does is the Destino. Right. <laughs> fucking hate it but other than that um what if they got Morrow? that's like hating justin roberts for how he says john moxley yeah you know what we didn't mention a couple of weeks ago when double or nothing happened again the shit's gonna hit the fan he did it again oh my god but jim ross stepping away i would actually rather him get into like you said the backstage role but say something is your last match Maybe Kenny and Osprey is your last match, and you know, or do the match and say that was my last match, folks. Do it. Give yourself uh, one more, because you at least deserve to bang one more out, you know. Because people are gonna wonder why he never came back. So do one and call it. Maybe that or at Wembley, whatever the case is. Um, he's not. Oh, no, wait. I said well, Osprey I was and Mike say. this weekend. <laughs> never mind. No, that's way too soon. Jesus. Um, I meant more about uh, all in. So. But absolutely, it was great to hear Nigel McGuinness, man. Mm-hmm. I loved him. He did great work with Kevin Kelly in Ring of Honor. So this is not a first. But I thought WWE misused Nigel in so many ways. Yeah, 100%. Uh, now, you're putting Nigel, Samoa Joe, Danielson, and Punk you put them all on the same night, if that's your plan, I did say to you, how are you going to get people to draw in and watch on a Saturday? That is a wrestling show just on Saturday night. Call it Ring of Honor. <laughs> just, just call I know it both Ring you and, and Lil John can't get that. They're not going to do it. And as a matter of fact, TK even said, I know. Um, there was never the intention of this ever being anything with Ring of Honor. But yeah, you should I, just call it and call it that at this point. Right. Bucket. Brandon. What else you got? Well, what I got is something I'm about to pull up and shoot you a text. Uh, I want you to take a look at this. Hopefully, your whole setup doesn't crash when you pick up your phone. I'm um, like, you do know that I'm living in like upstate fuck right now. Oh, <laughs> squalor. <laughs> Tell me something I don't know. Oh, look, something came through. So yeah, so uh, something's been making the rounds on oh social media. God. I had to find it to make sure that it was accurate. Apparently, on Walmart.com, you can buy Young Bucks Halloween costume. <laughs> Tell me what the who the model looks like. Who does the model look like? Please tell. Wait. This is wait. Hang on. Before I say the name, Walmart made this, right? Mm-hmm. It's on their website. Is it a and it's a Bucks thing, and on their website, it's got to be a fucking pro wrestling fan. What a rib! 
It's fucking Uncle Dave's face <laughs> on there. It's Dave Meltzer. That is one of the fuck. I need to find the guy who did that, works at Walmart. Shake your hand, my man. How long have you been doing this shit? How have we not been paying attention to this? It's fucking great. And I almost think it's a rib because it's got to be a rib because it's it's um it's out of stock. And if you go to Walmart's website and you search Young Bucks costume, it doesn't come up right away. I had to Google Young Bucks costume to get the link to Walmart just to see. Because the, on the tweets, I'm like, this has to be fake. This has to be fake. Now it's Is it a Walmart real Walmart website, website though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It could I can't be a tell plant. That Somebody should be the logo them. this week or, or what we have to talk about later. Oh, my yeah, God. It's fucking great. Oh, thank you for sharing that. That just brightened my day up that much more. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, today's a weird day for the show because there's so much to talk about, and it's all news, but some of it's landing in the news, some of it's landing elsewhere. So just one more oh, piece yeah. of news. And I shot you this text uh, shit almost, I think, right after we recorded last week's show. Uh, and you're like, yeah, it I saw this. Night, I already, yep. You're like, I already have this bookmarked. <laughs> so, <laughs> So there was a conversation on Twitter going around uh, between Omega and Meltzer and Glenn Gilberti. If you don't know, that's fucking disco douchebag. And uh, they were talking about, you know, some spots in stardom that should be banned and, you know, referencing it to WCW. And basically Omega had brought up a couple things and disco had no idea what they are. So disco replies saying, who is AZM and what is a speed title match? Omega, you know how I'm very fragmented on him. Love his New <laughs> Japan work. Other than that, he seems kind of like a twat. But Omega's response, I knew that years of huffing Big Show's farts left you a bit slow, but how do you explain the ignorance? <laughs> <laughs> Zing. My same sentiments. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not necessarily a fan of everything that you do, my man. I like your New <laughs> Japan work, but... One of your best tweets in a very long time. That was great. <laughs> and the spot that he was referencing was like a on-the-outside apron, almost yeah. face plant kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And for Glenn Disco Dickhead to even say anything at all, like, this is an unsafe thing, blah, blah, blah. Bro, have you ever had a match over seven minutes? Ever. Ever. And did anything other than clothesline, headlocks, uh, leg drops, bullshit like that? No, dude. You didn't have anything of, of worth. So you don't know if this is quote-unquote worth it or not how do you, it could be that uh very norman smiley type thing looks awful doesn't hurt at all right just like enzo or not enzo uh simon got said right how do you know that doesn't that didn't hurt her a little bit at all you wouldn't know because you never did anything other than a goddamn leg drop or a backdrop pretty much yeah i would say even his uh even his program with alex Wright over the cruiserweight title probably his matches never went over seven minutes I don't think, no. And if it did, it was all Alex running shit. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And half of that was Alex doing this. Oh, I can't wait to talk about Alex <laughs> right later. So, but it's funny to bring up Big Show's farts. That was a good one. Good good for you. Excellent job, Kenny. One of the first times I think I've actually liked one of your tweets. <laughs> Let's get into uh, some of last week's results, things that happened. It's funny, because while we were recording, you had said, man, what if... Braun just shows up and, and wins the title tonight. Well, it's a good thing I forgot to turn it on because it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, because then they added another challenger. Finn Balor was like, well, I want the title too. So Finn is facing Seth, uh, well, a couple days ago on Monday for that championship. And 
last night, Seth was to have defended the title against Braun Breaker. Obviously, he's going to de- defeat both of them. There's no way that your newest champion is dropping it in the first minute. Right. Did you watch Dynamite? Did I end up watching Dynamite? No, no, I did not. But you, No, that's right. I did on my phone, and you happened to text me and say, from the tweets I'm seeing, I called I it. Saw, well, you were definitely yep. right. You said that MJF would face Tanahashi at Forbidden Door. And they're doing a complete wash with it because, look, at you got to have both titles probably defended in some way. And But come on, Tanahashi's not going to defeat MJF. So let's give Sonata, an up-and-comer who has a good chance to look like he's going to win but definitely won't, and that's going to be Jungle Jackoff. I got to tell you, Twitter was very fragmented, um, and I'm glad I saw a lot of people that were with me because there were a lot of people that were like, oh, that's going to be great. It's going to be such a great match. Jungle Boy's awesome. And then there were the people that were down to earth that said, why are you pissing this match away? Okay, I have to ask you. He's a heel. Who does Sonata face if it wasn't Jungle Boy? I mean, okay, Darby. Fantastic answer. Never mind, you already won. Okay, uh, maybe they have something else planned for him. Look at as of this writing or as of this recording, there's four four matches. That's all we know for Forbidden Door right, right now. Yeah. So, I mean, they have to produce some shit tonight on Dynamite. And please don't tell me you're going to wait to collision to announce some stuff. If Punk is showing up tonight, man, give him Kenta. Please just call Kenta out. Have a match at I Forbidden I think Door. you have to pull the trigger now. Why are you waiting? Why are you waiting? I mean, I get it. I guess maybe you're Unless those two genuinely do not like each other. Yeah, I mean, it could be. But I don't know, man. Eh. Yeah, I don't know. Well, remember how last week I was like, oh, you should put the MJF Adam Cole match on collision. No, nope, they did it even sooner. They did it on Wednesday's Dynamite. And it went to a 20-minute draw, as I knew it was going to. I was like, I, as soon as they hit a certain point, I think it was like maybe the second commercial break or whatever, I go, oh, this is a draw, 100%. And it's okay match, whatever. I, Yeah, that's it. That's all I really got. I don't know where you're going with MJF. I don't – They they just can't seem to get anything right. You've got a television title. You technically have two, but let's just focus on the men's one. I heard a stat on Collision. Hmm. It's been defended 81 times. So that's pretty good if you Jesus think about Christ. it. That's that's good. That's what you want in a TV title. You want it defended weekly. So that's not weekly. No, no, no. My Jesus Christ was knowing how many times it switched hands and all that shit. Well, that's why I'm, I'm getting, like, I can't I'm, wait to I'm hear this. There. Yeah. So... So that's about half. Three years, that's about half the time. So every other week it gets defended. That's good. They got that part right. 18 times it's changed hands. 18 out of 81 matches? Yeah. Wow. The Hardcore Championship had less uh, (laughs) title changes. Jesus. Well, Hardcore Holly got it, I think, 23 times, something like that. Raven had it like 27. (laughs) I would say... I don't know, man. <clears throat> if you want to switch hands on a title right now, personally, I'd say MJF has to drop it soon. And it's funny enough; he's going to probably drop it right back to Punk. To Punk, yeah, it wouldn't. We'll, we'll get but, into it. But that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. Is like the world title just it? It's it's getting defended on Dynamite a lot, and I know that there's a draw with that. But 
it's kind of meaningless when you do it with somebody like Adam Cole, who's just coming back off injury, and you want to pump him up. It's like, hey, we're going to Oh, that was a world title eliminator. Oh, God. That's right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it only went to a 20-minute draw. If if it was 60-minute, then that would have been a championship match. (sighs) Jesus Christ. It was a piss away. Yeah. Now, on this one I found really funny. Tony Khan comes out on Ring of Honor and announces that your new people in charge, your matchmakers, are going to be Stokely Hathaway and Jerry Lynn, your new GMs. But then says, but I still have the final say in everything. Yo, could you fuck off on anything, really? Right. Could you go get a big mountain of white and just dive in for a while and never come out? All right. Look at man. Just when you think the Bloodline storyline is just going to reach a good peak, it gets better. Now, look, at we already talked about everything that's gone on the last couple of weeks. Jimmy super kicking Roman and all that stuff. Well, now, last week was great. I talked about it, how you're the next tribal chief for Jay. And earlier in the night, you see him getting prepped by Paul Heyman, being like, yo, he, Roman's ready for you and everything in the ring or he wants to talk to you later in the ring tonight, there was a great moment. Jay walks by, and Sammy is just sitting on one of those boxes, like the equipment boxes. Yep. And he just is kind of just sitting there with his head down, he looks up at Jay. He stands up, just kind of nods, and walks off. No words exchanged. And I was like, and that right there is one of the best goddamn things to keep going with this, because it's like, Right there, it's like a, you know what you need to do, man. Just fucking, let's, you should do it. Jay's promo was so great because it looked like he was really going at Jimmy. And when he said, you're out, I went, huh. Okay. And because you see Roman just laugh like, ha, yeah, it's awesome. But as soon as he got right towards Jimmy's face, I go, oh my God. I had just that feeling. He's going to turn. He goes, I'm out too. And then a quick super kick to Roman. Dude, the look on Solo's face. The look on Paul. Paul slides out of the ring, scared as shit. Two super kicks to Solo. One by Jimmy and then double with the team. And then my favorite one was watching Roman try to get back up. And it was either saying, you don't leave me or you don't hit me. It was kind of hard on how he was saying it. It was so perfect, like grabbing his head, and I can't believe this happened. The double kick from the team, the way Roman went down, he sold for his fucking cousins. He took that kick great. It was awesome. He ran directly into it, landed directly on his head, like his shoulders and head perfectly. God damn, now put the titles back on him. All right, fuck it. I love him. Oh, great moment, man. It just gets better and better, and now at Money in the Bank, we are getting... The what were they're calling the Civil War Bloodline Civil War? Yep, the Usos versus Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns. Love it, yeah, keep it going. God damn, it just gets better. I'm like, I don't, I want like a compilation of that. I just want all of this on a DVD. The last three years of Bloodline, just watch that over and over. It's like watching Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Okay. Did you watch Rampage? Yeah, bitch got out the ring looking more like Aubrey Lennox. <laughs> walking on, walking on, running. 
That was great. You texted me and said, yo, I didn't know Annie Lennox worked at, worked for uh, AEW. You had another one. What was the other one? It was a really good one that followed call right her up simply, that, too. Call her simply irresistible because she looks like one of Robert Palmer's backup dancers. <laughs> good joke. So they defeated her, Papa Briscoe, and Mark Briscoe defeated the Jarrett's and Jay Lethal. Um, on collision, Jeff Jarrett throws down a challenge to Mark Briscoe. The convenience stand. Concession. Or, or concession stand. Yep. The concession stand brawl. Yeah. It's been 40 years nearly to the date since this thing happened. For good goddamn reason, Jeffy. And you've already done it like eight times in AEW. Jericho's yeah, no, they don't, it's not necessarily, no, but it, that wasn't, it's, no, it's actually going to start at a concession stand. Oh, yeah, but that's stupid because the original concession stand brawl wasn't a concession stand brawl. It ended up in the concession stand became madness. <clears throat> oh, is that how it's done? I mean, oh, well, uh, either again, way, then, it's, yes, it's, not it's done gimmick. at every match. They're, it's not a gimmick match. It's just something that happened, and they're making it's it a, a hardcore match. match. Yeah, it's it's dumb. Save it for your YouTube shows. Yeah. All right, Collision. Punk comes out. <clears throat> Do you have any lines on hand that he said? Uh, besides the tell me when I'm telling lies, uh, he was saying, <laughs> this 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 sign says this. You can call me that. This sign says this. You can call me that. He goes, you know what this guy calls me? One Bill Phil. He goes, because I'm the only general article in a box full of counterfeit bucks. Boom! Shot fired. I would have and dropped then, the mic right there. And, and I don't out. know if it was before <laughs> that or after that, but it, the crowd was uh, chanting, fuck you, elite. Yep. And then the, the elite. And, and, then, the elite. and then he said, you know, there's some people out there that want me to issue an apology. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the only people softer than you are the wrestlers you like. <laughs> oh, my God. Bro. <laughs> Tell me when I'm telling lies. Tell Absolutely. <laughs> And then saying to MJF, basically, you, this yeah. is my title in here. In Not this the best dog collar match. It's because I won the dog collar match. I was hoping that bag actually had uh, That's a box so of Mindy's Bakery. I popped when I said, what's in the bag? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right before it started, I think we texted each other. I go, hey, by the way, I'm not live. You said, yeah, neither am I. And you sent me a picture of him just eating the the, yeah, the muffins, the, and I go, the, uh, brawl out, "Yo, yeah. so help me God, if he actually comes out with any muffins at all, I said this would be the greatest moment on this show ever for you." Ah, <laughs> uh, and as we already kind of alluded to earlier, the TNT title changed hands again. Crapasaurus is now your champion, and it looked more like Christian was a champion because yeah. well, that's, Christian that's was running around with the championship. Luchasaurus is going to turn face soon. Yeah, I still hate it. I give it, I give it a Oh, month. no, you have to turn. He hasn't turned recently. Yeah. Isn't he the guy that was, like, turning like Big Show, right? Was it him or was it somebody else? Yeah. yeah I think it was. It was yeah. Turnosaurus or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, Huge, huge reaction for Andrade. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I didn't expect him to get that kind of pop, man, and crowd loved him. And pays a little homage to his wife winning with a figure eight. Yeah, uh, buddy. Kind uh, of impressed. The crowd popped. It, like A lot of them were like, oh, oh yeah. shit. But here's the thing. Buddy actually used uh, Rhea's move, that standing cloverleaf. Oh, that's true. Yeah. See, I, everybody uses a, a cloverleaf of some form or something. I, I, so I, 
I only got to watch up to that. I haven't even finished that match yet. That's how far behind I am. But it, the match started off really good. It looked like it was a, a solid match. There was one move I saw on Twitter that was fucking great. What was it? Andrade goes for like a super kick. Buddy just knocks it aside, but then Andrade turns and hits him with the elbow. It yep. was dope looking. They had a great match with each other. And what's great is you could have an LIJ versus House of Black trios thing now. Since he's there, he teams with Roosh uh, and what is it, Draglistico or something like that? Draglistico. I actually think he just broke his wrist. Or maybe that was Fuego del Sol. I don't know. I did see that uh, Dante Martin used to bang Sky Blue, but now she's banging uh, Fletcher from uh, Aussie Open. Yep. Guess don't get injured, buddy. Things happen while you're gone. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, Sky Blue. Well, we'll Miro. Talk about Sky Blue later. Oh, I know we will. Uh, Miro, great pop for him as well. Came back looking stronger than ever. I forgot that when he goes to do the camel clutch, the game over. Holy shit, Stomps the crowd was on. waiting on yeah. it. Stomps on the lower back, which is yeah. great. Um, but doing the game over and the crowd chanted it with him at that one time. He just did it. He just did the motion and they went with it. I forgot it. That's how long it's been since we've seen Miro. His record, when it said singles record, was like five and one. I was like, oh, dear shit. That's that's no. Dude, they be... put him in all tag team stuff. Yep. He, he Another waste of talent. That dude should have been hot shotted to the top of the company. And now if you put him there, it's just going to seem, okay. Too little, too late. Exactly. Um, but they look good. No one came out after him, um, you know, to... Look like they were going to challenge him, but he defeated Tony Nice. Scorpio Sky, we haven't seen in a year, by the way, on right. TV. Yeah, he's since he dropped heel. the TNT title. Yeah. And uh, he was with Men of the Year, but now Dan Lambert and all of them are gone. Paige Van Zandt, which is sad. Uh, but uh, <laughs> great Buster, package on research. Scorpio. <laughs> My man. Uh, I, I'm a very, very big fan of Scorpio. I wouldn't be upset with him coming back as a face contender for MJF, even for whatever. I mean, if you want to have a, something, he's done the TNT title scene. If you have him come back and go mid-card, he's never going to be on the main event scene. If you want to do a good video package like this, we've been missing him. Where has he been? Push him. He's your AEW original, by the way. Mm-hmm. Give him a little bit of something. Yeah. Speaking of original, did you happen to see AEW fight forever? Did you see the option on the deathmatch video game i saw there's like a mini game built in there but that's all i don't know if that's what you're talking about but well they have the deathmatch game and or exploding barbed wire deathmatch i heard they poke fun of themselves for that one they poke fun you can have one of two endings a real explosion or the fireworks crap ending that they had when moxley had kingston came in to save him with kings yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) so i feel like i would do that every time every time be like (laughs) <laughs> All you got is sparklers and snakes. <laughs> the only thing I like. <laughs> Where's your flip flap? Is your zippy doos? <laughs> Things go bing bang. <clears throat> both Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks have both said that they are going to be in the Owen Cup. Whatever. Mm. I don't care. It, you ruined it. I saw. I, yeah. I, just, I saw mm. the the Hobbs promo it wasn't bad he's he's a good promo i don't really think he needs douchebag with him doing his talking for him no you um, don't need cutie marshall with you no so you know I, I don't know we'll see what happens with it and then 
CMPUNKFTR defeated Samoa Joe and Bullet Club Gold. I thought, okay, I've seen Punk and Joe. It's cool. I'm fine with it. I, I, I'm not. I will not mind if you want to reignite the rivalry. Sure, feels forced. Crowd was hot, waiting for it. You know, everybody kind of tags around once Punk gets in. Joe tags himself in off Juice Robinson, which was great. Crowd gets heated up. They're ready. They're ready. Joe's chops on Punk seemed harder than back in 2004. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm in. Never mind. Do a match. I'm in. Do it. I don't care. I'm and, in. And Punk selling was great. Oh, my God. And now they went to commercial break a couple of uh, during the match a couple of times. They had about a good 40-ish, I think, 30, 40 minutes altogether. Um, one of the best things is that before they headed into the break, Punk gave a little bit of homage to Punk Joe 2, where he just kept putting a goddamn headlock on Joe. Joe would flip him over, and he just kept the headlock going the whole time. They went into commercial break, and a good chunk of commercial break was him doing the headlock. And I'm like, to most people, they're like, oh, it's a stalling thing. Nope, that was a throwback. Mm-hmm. God, it was awesome. See? Fuck, chop punk back all the way back to 2004. That was great. Absolutely, absolutely. I told you. You man, called listen. it. All right. Yeah. So, all right, we're going into Forbidden Door. This coming, uh, is it? no, it's not this Sunday. It's next Sunday. Right? Uh, no, it's the 25th. This Sunday. Dear shit. I okay, know. yeah, it is this coming Sunday. Okay, so anyway, uh, <laughs> we have four matches signed. And we've already talked about them both. Uh, both the New Japan and the AEW title, Wish Wash, both being retained. Sure. Now, look, you could go a couple of ways on who's opening, who's closing. I'm not going to act like I made this idea up. I did read an article. That, but if you want to do this right, you want to do this pay-per-view right, neither title matches close. Right. They, there's no build-up. Hell no. <clears throat> you open with Kenny and Osprey. You set the bar for the night. You get people going, and you close with Daniel Singh and Okada because it is a huge dream match yes. that no one really thought we'd ever see. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I agree with you on the main event. It should be Danielson and Okada. Ultimately, what I would say is, I'd say you open up with MJF and Tanahashi. One, because, nah. no, you know why? MJF just pulls the fucking Brock Lesnar. He's like, if I got to wrestle on this show, I'm wrestling first so I can get the fuck out of here. Get a little more heat. Everybody but it's be not a good thing to get the crowd. You got to get the crowd heated up and pumped, man. Tanahashi isn't that guy. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. We'll find we out. We will find out which one. All right. Well... Let's go to the table. Just bring it, bitch! Oh my god! Did you know that Vinny Vegas has a sister named Vicky? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that they were related, but I definitely, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh dear shit. Um, head to toe dressed like Macho Man on Fourth of Fucking July. Vicky Vegas is your executive producer for the RWA, UWC, LMNOP. Um, I sent this to you. Either it was so shitty that YouTube wouldn't want me to let it share, or I just, I don't know, I had a screenshot for you to look this thing up. And you're like, oh, I saw this. Is it as terrible as it seems? Worse, but that's why you need to see it. 
Um, look at I my tell me when I'm telling lies. Tiger starts a promotion or an organization like a fantasy league. Can't win. Drops it. Quits it. And I'd heard word recently from someone that he was starting a backyard wrestling league. I won't believe it. Because as you heard, I heard, dude was retired. Well, I think he's kayfabing some shit for this family, I guess. I don't know. I had to hit the link. I don't want to. I had to. I press play. And it's old Flamingo. She's Vicky Vegas. In a long, monotone, semi, maybe, on the spectrum of a promo. Kind of bad. She's talking like this. It's really weird. And then they cut to a couple of stupid, shitty video promos. And then we go to the, the match, the backyard match. Where Tiger is the manager of Tiger Kid. Do some research, dickheads. That was, a, that was actually already a wrestler. Um, do you want to tell them about the crowd? Neighborhood kids and kids of the people that were involved in the matches. Uh, take away the first part, and yes, correct. Just the people involved in the matches. There was like six kids there. Four adults. And then everybody else. Like the wrestlers. In the middle of what I could only assume is in the backyard of Irondequate. Yeah, I don't I, I, From what I saw, it didn't look like it was his place. But it could have been. It didn't look like fleas were around? No. Jesus Christ, Mary Joseph. <laughs> hey. Hey, wasn't me. Anyway. Uh, hey, guys, do yourselves a favor. Don't check it out. What are you bringing to the table this week? <laughs> well, something that was almost as terrible, but something you should check mm. out. Remember the show Hey EW? The one where Dan Housen called it Hey You. Hey, ew. I uh, feel like a- he ruined the show once you mocked it. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah, well, well the Eddie I'm, done, Kingston- I'm done watching it. The Eddie Kingston one was fantastic. That was. <laughs> that was great. And I got to say, after watching the last one that I watched, RJ City might be my new favorite thing. Or maybe <laughs> it was just the context of this. Sky Blue. Maybe I'm understanding him a bit more now. I didn't realize this was his job. I thought he was just a shitty interviewer. No, no he's actually it's intentionally a, a shitty interview. Uh, interviewer, uh, please talk about this. Yeah, Sky Blue was on there, and you may be a big fan of her work in the ring. I can't say I personally have been, but I also haven't been paying that close attention. Uh, I will. As long I'm, as I'm actually a pretty big fan of, on the, the back end of her work. I was going to say, yeah, if they film her from the back, I think we're okay. But, um, wow, what this episode of Hey EW proved, there was two things. One, <laughs> RJ City is funny as fuck, and he should be spending his time elsewhere doing just comedy because he's obviously got it down and sky blue is dumber than a box of rocks and has the personality of such worse but on the personality but yeah she and it's so so where are you from uh, uh, yeah. I, I don't, my, my mom made me the hat and then a fan stole it and like so so you, embro- <laughs> so you embroider this hat and you wear it backwards do you want to make any money in this business 
And the best part is he's got that little on-air sign, you know, like the ones, you know, when you're, and, it, and right before he turns it on, he goes, hey, don't make this awkward. Click, and he turns it on. <laughs> and then at the end, he turns it off. He goes, you poor child. <laughs> just, it was just him. He made the whole thing. She's terrible. She's like, I don't like promos. He's like, here, we're going to do a promo. Here, read this. And she's like, my name is Sky Blue, and you will be black and blue, but I will just be blue. Sky Blue. Like, that's not an exaggeration. She was fucking vapid, and I... And it's not like this was, like, purposely done, like... Uh, like a Paul Rudd dry humor thing. She's just that bad. Right. It wasn't uh, like the Eddie Kingston thing he where he's like, she... I don't want to be here. I'll fucking fuck you up. You know, like that right. was Eddie Kingston being Eddie Kingston. <gasps> Maybe she was giving a parody of uh, Dean Ambrose on the Steve uh, Awesome podcast that time. Oh, yeah. That was over. Oh, Austin called him out for being a shitty world champ. <laughs> yeah, that whole one. Maybe that's what she was doing. She was doing her best Dean Ambrose impression. Yeah, Ambrose did not want to be. John there. came over. He's like, I got this. RJ, give me a second. I'm going to teach her how to do a really good interview. Uh, he calls her the David Otunga of wrestling. Yeah, it was so great. Well, he goes, here's, she was from, uh, was it Chicago? Yeah, she's from Chicago. And she's like, he's like, uh, here's, I'm going to name some wrestlers, some famous wrestlers from Chicago. You tell me in order, you rank them, which ones you identify with as far as in-ring style. David Otunga, what was it like? Crusher Blackwell and fucking somebody else like these obscure names. And she's like, she obviously didn't know the other two. So she's like, yeah, David Otunga. And yeah, he kept, he kept calling back to it. It's great. And David Otunga's a fuck up anyway. So do you want to get to what she admits? She was excommunicated for the church for lighting a kid on fire. <laughs> and no sold that when she told the story. Ha, ha, ha. It was funny. Ha, 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 ha. And at one point, she said something. Like, she started bringing up her mommy. Sounds like, it sounds like you blame a lot of things on your mother. <laughs> and then he, he, he said something about, they, they brought something about your soul or something. And he's like, well, it sounds like maybe you should go back to church. <laughs> he just kept fucking with her. It was so great. Nah, and she's not that good an actress to have had a good, like, to no soul the whole thing. She's just that bad. Yeah. Uh yep. Do you watch It's Always Sunny? No, no. It's on my list, man. I really want to start watching it. Okay. Well, they they're trying to get guns in a auto store and they're trying to prove how easy it is to get guns and he comes back, he goes, Well, you've been denied. And he goes, said here you were institutionalized. She goes, Well, once and he goes and she's like, and he goes, says, here, you set a girl on fire. She's like, yeah, but she deserved it. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, sky blue. Yeah. Not every looker can talk. Hey, man, I am excited because speaking of talking, this week we get the first words out of camp. If I do not win the title, I will set myself on fire. What? What is he? So confident is Kane that if he does not become the World Wrestling Federation champion this Sunday. He will set himself on fire and breathe his last breath. This crowd is stunned 
and so are we. I can't believe this. Will Austin accept the first blood challenge? And I can't believe what Kane has, has prophesied. If Kane doesn't win the WWF title, oh, he will set himself on fire and breathe his last breath. Listen, I hope everybody's happy that they've turned one Canadian against another. You know, I can remember Chris Benoit when he was a little snot-nosed punk running around in Calgary. When it was my family and my brothers that gave him the only chance to be what he is right now today. You know, Chris Benoit, you think you'd have just a little more respect, have a little faith in my judgment, because it was my judgment and the faith that I gave you that got you this far already. And all you people out there, you know and I know that there's nothing to being a hero in the world of wrestling anymore, and it's all your fault. Now you've corrupted this poor kid's mind. He was a good Canadian till he came down here. ODM, please tell me what happened this past week in the Monday Night Wars. You know what's really weird is I, A, did not have to put my fist to my, my throat for no fucking <laughs> you reason. certainly did not. But I did it anyway. And B, I'm really, uh, I'm sorry to anybody out there that has to, you, you know, but if you did it because you were smoking, that was your fault. All right, that's it. Go ahead. Let's Jesus. Go. Well, in that case, fuck all y'all. Let's go on to Raw. <laughs> it's our go home show. For Let's that. go to Nitro. Let's go to. <laughs> Let's go to Raw. It's the go-home <laughs> show for King of the Ring. We got to recap last King week's main event as we typically right. do. Vince opens up in the ring. Austin Chance, he calls out the next WWF champ, Kane. Uh, Paul Bearer is shown in his living room in a robe, <laughs> eating snacks, drinking a nice tall glass of pop. Um, it's teased that Kane's going to break his silence of 20 years. <laughs> the tall glass of pop just makes me laugh. I'm like... Fat dude just sitting there. Well, I have to have my Diet Coke. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. It really is. Uh, <clears throat> Vince is hyping up Kane, uh, promo on Austin. Uh, and Kane's going to challenge you to a match we've never had in the WWF. There's no pinfall, no submission, no count out, no DQ. It's whoever gets there, whoever draws blood from their opponent. It's a first blood match. Obviously, we know what's playing out here. Totally, but gotta tell you something. I always do the "Where was I 25 years ago?" situation. This was pre-texting, obviously, to all you kiddos out there. Um, that boy and I had already made a couple phone calls to each other. Who's gonna get the show? Who's not? Is it worth getting or not? I mean, I'm cool seeing Kane and and Austin. Wait a second. How the fuck is King going to bleed? Dude's in goddamn body armor. Yo, is King going to win the championship? Let's watch. Let's get it. That's our process back in the day. That match sold us. Undertaker and Mankind didn't. Because we had seen it a couple times. I'm like, eh, all right, I hung himself. Cool. It'll be fun. <laughs> Probably. That's my point, man. 
I don't know anybody else, but at least me and myself and, and or my, me and myself, uh, myself and that boy, we were in this for Kane because we didn't mind Austin as a champ, but shit, you're going to make Kane a champ right now? He's unstoppable. He's a fucking monster. Right. I'm in to see that. So I'm just saying good process for this one. Also, also, final one. This today, 25 years ago, was my final day of eighth grade. And I rode to school that day. Wait a minute. Eighth grade? Am I really that much older than you? Yeah. Wait, hang on. What year is this right now? Hang on. We're heading into... It'd be WrestleMania 14 just happened. 14 would be eighth grade. Yeah. Jesus. I was coming back from my second year of college. Wow, oldie McOlderton over here. <laughs> wow, how old were you when you hung out with those little girls? All right, anyway. It wasn't so, in the shower, don't worry. <laughs> just wait until my story later. Uh, all right, here we go. What I had to say, though, this was my final day of eighth grade, right? And I remembered this one very well because that day... I, it was one of the very few times ever in my life that I ever rode my bike to school because it took about 45 fucking minutes to do it. But I knew afterwards all of us were hanging out, going to chill, all that kind of shit and everything. And we did. And I remember racing home because I wanted to get and go chill, watch Raw and Nitro, mostly Raw. And I was so glad that I got home to see what the ending of Raw was. That's how much it stuck with me. Was that ending of Raw was my final day of eighth grade, too. I'll always recall it. So just to me, that was my own little thing. No, I didn't, you know, have any weird situations that day. I didn't lose my virginity that day. Like you ruined some girl's life, apparently. So, <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're glossing over the fact. We're, we're, we're missing the headline here. Kane uh, did use his voice box. Uh, you did a pretty good imitation there. Uh, and he sets forth another stipulation saying if he, doesn't, if he doesn't win, he's going to set himself on fire. That seems reasonable. That is <laughs> another reason to buy the fucking pay-per-view. <laughs> this guy's going to win the title or we're going to watch a guy roast on live air. I'm yeah, all for this. He was already on fire. We already saw it. Well, but we're thinking his whole body this time, right? Maybe. Yeah, wherever they put find the gel. out, but yeah, I don't even remember what happened. So. <laughs> wherever they put the gel, good, good call. That was, uh, there you go. I think that's probably what it was. It unforgiven. They were like, well, fuck, we've burned them once. We could probably do this again at some point. Yeah, right. Probably didn't go so well in rehearsal. That wasn't Glenn Jacobs. <laughs> anyway, next we get a King of the Ring quarterfinal matchup here. Shamrock versus Mark Henry. Nation sent to the back as they have been as of late. Commentary calls out that Henry makes a rookie mistake by pulling Shamrock up after one. Which, you know, is good. And, you know, again, spoon feed it to you. Uh, Shamrock hits a Hurricane run on Henry. It was impressive that they were able to pull it off. I can't say it was impressive looking. Uh, Henry uh, rolls out to the floor after that, and Vader comes out of nowhere, hits a standing splash, uh, rolls back into the ring, belly, belly for the win. He's going to face the winner of Jeff Jarrett and Marrow. Gets interviewed on the ramp by Kevin Kelly. Uh, I mean, all things being equal, it wasn't a bad Shamrock promo. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it was it one was of his better ones. The point, quick and to the point. He is missing a tooth. It looked like he was halfway to getting a crown and they didn't finish the work because he wasn't missing a tooth, but there was like a little nub of a tooth, like they were going to put a crown on it. So, yeah. It's probably one of those chair shots Rocky gave to him. Yeah, no shit, right? CTE is a real thing, folks. 
Uh, we see Edge in the crowd. He's going to be making his debut tonight. Next, we get Dustin versus X-Pac. Uh, Dustin's praying the whole time in the ring before the match starts. And that's really all that matters because Pac gets a spinning heel kick after a distraction from China. And there, there, there's that. God bless that. Mm-hmm. We see Bearer at home, laying on his couch in his robe. He put the snack bowl aside. Just reacting to Kane, saying he'll set himself on fire if he loses. And he says, well, he'll do it once he sets his mind to something. Uh, and he says, I've got to be there at ringside. He's got the big bandage on his head from getting the shit kicked out of him by Taker. He burned as a kid. He, he ain't got no problem doing it again. <laughs> that fucker will burn for a long time. Uh, we get Lawler in the ring. He cuts a promo on Al Snow and his shenanigans as, as of late. He says, yeah, I saw, I said, I, somebody told me he was going into the janitor's closet and put on a lady's cleaning outfit. So if you see him walking around, you know, let me know. Uh, it tells him to come to the ring and he's not dressed as a cleaning lady. He's just dressed as an old lady. So is he has the gray hair, uh, and wearing <laughs> King's crown, uh, which he apparently grabbed last week. I missed that. I didn't see that. Uh, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I just didn't notice that when I was watching it last week. I don't week. think I caught that either. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, uh, the best part is, again, in the middle of this, they cut back to Bearer, who's just eating snacks again. <laughs> just digging into the popcorn. <laughs> and let's check in with Paul. Mm, that's really good. Oh, fuck. I just bit my finger again. Goddamn. <laughs> I, I can't wait to get to the end of the, Oh, God. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Do you know that Paul my, Bear deep fries his fingernail so he can bite him? Lawler's <laughs> <laughs> got a piece of paper. He says, give me my crown, and, you know, you'll get your appointment with Vince. He gives Snow the paper. Lawler takes the crown. Uh, Snow calls Heat a thief. It's a contract signed by Vince saying there's going to be a tag match at King of the Ring. It's going to be Snow and Head against Scott Taylor and... And your son, he is your kid right now. Head and Snow start arguing about whether or not it's actually Lawler's kid. Lawler denies it. <laughs> um, Got to do the J-O-B on the PPV. Snow loses. He's out. If he wins, he gets his meeting with Vince. And Lawler calls him out. And I don't remember this, but Christopher and Taylor, prior to being well, what? too cool, too, too cool, too much, too much. Yep. I actually did remember that because I yeah. kept calling them too much. And like as they became too cool, it's like too much, too cool. <laughs> this one, I will say that uh, the fact that uh, the Christopher and, and Lawler thing to me, when I was younger and they made those references, I thought they were just making jokes because, you know, pre-internet, you don't know shit. Right. You know? Your son, uh, he's not my son. Let's get over this. Uh. So for the longest time, I actually didn't know until you really get the internet and you're like, no fucking shit. So it plays to the the people who didn't know me. Sure. But then it also plays to the Mark who does know it. So when he says he's not my son, that's awesome. You know, it's great. Right. So it played to both. It really plays to both ways. I kind of like how they introduced Brian Christopher over the last year in Raw. About a year or so. Yeah. Yeah, and they've still been kayfaving the whole thing. No, he's not my son. He's not my son. Uh, so Snow just lays down. He goes, ah, just pin me, pin me. Pin me and pay me. So fucking too much comes out. Snow immediately get, gets up, gives him both heed multiple times. And uh, Snow accepts the challenge. He tells JR uh, he doesn't lay down for anybody. 
So there you go. Did, did you notice the shirt that Al Snow was wearing? It, he was wearing like Job a, Squad. I, well, he was wearing the dress. You couldn't see the shirt. No, wait. I'm thinking of last week. Last week. It was last week that he had the Job Squad yeah. shirt. But but the pin me and pay me. Yeah. I love it. Like, that's just, a, it's a jobber's mentality, which is great. Yep. Pin me and pay me. Pin me and pay me. And got to do the J-O-B on the P-P-V. Or P-L-E. You down Still with O-P-P? Yeah. Sure. You know me. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> we got another King of the Ring quarterfinal match. It's Mero versus Jeff Jarrett. Mero's distracted by Lee and Jacqueline arguing. And then Sable comes out. More distractions. Jeff Jarrett hits the DDT for the pin. It's going to be Jeff Jarrett versus Shamrock in the semifinals at King of the Ring. Uh, and then Kelly does a quick interview with Jeff Jarrett. Uh, today was the day for the New Age Outlaws to get squashed. So, isn't it weird that how many? It just I know you know you're, you're probably loving that I'm cutting you off again. Yeah. Isn't it weird to just see Jeff Jarrett? On all forms of our television. I mean, we're doing 700 fucking hours of the Monday Night Wars alone. And Jeff Jarrett's on our TV every week. One from Nitro, now on Raw. And now I gotta watch him on fucking AEW? <laughs> I told you, I love Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I swear to God, if you're like, we should start reliving TNA, I'm good. <laughs> right, we can skip over that one. <laughs> So, know. yes, we we are our New Age Outlaw squash. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Road Dog, it's going to be Road Dog versus Kane. This is the beginning of the war zone. Dog hits a low blow to escape the choke slam, but it doesn't help. Kane hits it anyway. I thought that was a nice little spot. Again, just puts over how dominant Kane is. Even a nut shot's not going to yep. get him. Uh, Bear's on the Tron. He says, I'm healing, but I have to be there on Sunday. Bear goes, the only reason Taker wants mm, to take me out pretzels. is... What's that? <laughs> Who knows? Probably pretzels, yeah. Ruffles. Some dip. And work your way through dip. everything. I'm sure there's a The pretzels help settle on. the ice cream that he had earlier with that giant two liter of fucking cola. <laughs> Bear knew about Taker's plot. Taker didn't want him to tell the world. The lights flicker. He goes, don't worry, it's just the electric. And then all of a sudden you hear screaming on the house. I want to I want to bring this up before I even get into what happened. <laughs> there were two other voices screaming. Who is with Paul Bear? <laughs> we, we, we see, yeah, but we never. He's not the kind of person you think he's just gonna be home sitting on the couch with his robe eating snacks with. Like it was so weird viewing to Paul Bear. This is not. We've never gotten this out of Paul Bear. Just all of a sudden, he's just producers. Yeah. I just want to eat my know. chips, Jr. <laughs> Please don't back the camera up to see my whole thing. It's only just a studio apartment. <laughs> I'm I mean, lying. It's my mama's basement. <laughs> it's Taker. Taker just and it's great because Taker goes. You think I forgot where you live? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great line, and Taker just starts throwing furniture around. The feed cuts out. So, which you knew was going to happen. It's oh, just absolutely. like the Brian Pillman thing. Mm-hmm. Like they just cut the feed every time. Absolutely. Uh, I hate the home invasion angle. Look, it. It was great with Austin and Pillman. Unprecedented. Sure. Great. Unprecedented for sure. <laughs> but then you have this with Taker. You're going to have a couple more with Taker. Uh, Triple H breaks into Randy Orton's, Randy Orton's home before yeah. WrestleMania 25. It's just all dumb shit, man. I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. Randy Orton went to Bray Wyatt's Firefly house to set it on fire. Look it. <laughs> keep it in the ring. That's all I'm saying. Or arena. Or if you want the concession stand, 
Yeah, well, there's that too. Grab me a Coke while you're there. Uh, we get Edge's debut. And apparently Paul Bear, his is running low <laughs> from the last shot. <laughs> right. uh, Edge makes his uh, debut against Jose from the Bariquas. And uh, I did not know this about Edge's debut. He fucking injured Jose uh, with a tope suicida. Yeah. Almost broke Another, his damn neck. So, not only do I remember this night, I like VHS recorded this one. I don't know why. I think one of my buddies actually that day was like, I'm not going to make it back because we were all hanging out. And I'm like, well, I'm hitting home for Rob because you all have lives and I clearly don't. So I'm going to head home. And no, but either way, it was one of them asked me to record it. And I remember having it recorded, and I and I was like, no shit, I have it recorded that this dude just broke this fucking guy's neck. When I found out, like, later, yeah, dude, he broke his fucking neck. And it was no fault of Edge. It yeah. was of Jose. He literally, like, you know how Edge is coming over, and he, if you watch, his legs clearly his legs. go over where they're both spread eagle enough where your head is supposed to take right. it. Uh, right into his crotch, if you will, mm-hmm. right yep. in, in a full flip. Put his head right under his leg. Yeah, I figured you'd blame the Puerto Rican. Anyway, wow! Next week, <laughs> coming from one dirty. All right, go ahead. <laughs> my f- this quite possibly might be my favorite. One of my favorite things after mm. seeing Taker destroy Bear's house. We see Mankind trying to console Kane, who is just going full fucking Super Saiyan. And the best part is he's freaking out so much that the voice box just keeps going off, but he's not saying anything. So you just hear, (laughs) Where does he have that thing shoved right now? (laughs) Maybe that's why Mankind was squealing. Um we get on to the next match. It's another King of the Ring quarterfinals. Dan Severn versus Owen. Owen grabs a chair. It ends up in Severn's hand. Tim White's trying to take it from him. Uh, but while they're all distracted, X-Pac hits Owen with a chair, busts him open right in the back of the heed. Uh, Severn wins. He's going to face the winner of Triple H versus Rock. Uh, Nation comes to the ring, and the Rock cuts a promo on DX. The music hits. They come to the ring, and it's, it doesn't even get to a pull apart. They're just held back by the officials in Slaughter. Yep. So next we get the match. It's Triple H versus Rock. It's hilarious because they all go to the back and then Triple H and Rock come back out. Or just Triple H. I think Rock stayed out there. But, um, yeah, China hits a DDT on the Rock while Hebner's distracted. Only gets a two and a half. Uh, Rock hits a low blow, wins with a perfect plex. Uh, Fisherman suplex, uh, you know, is what they called it, obviously. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy to see the Rock use that. I don't think I've ever seen the Rock use a per, uh, a fisherman suplex like that into a bridge. So impressive to see. Uh, DX immediately uh, hits the ring for a beat down the nation. Follows shortly. Uh, we go backstage. Kane is still freaking out. Mankind uh, comes to the ring for a promo. The cell lowers. He wants. To, at one point, he says he wants to urinate on Taker's brain. <laughs> I say that all the time. I, okay, that's fine. Uh, he like calls, easily six times a week, I probably say it about someone. Okay, I'll, I'll have to put that one in the memory banks. Pull that out sometime. Uh, he calls. How have I said that to you on this podcast? <laughs> that you want to piss on my brain? Yeah. Like, dude, I say that to you like at least. How do you not catch that? I've. Uh, 
Is it, is it one of those where you mutter it under your breath? Anyway. I say it like a mantra. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Calls Taker a coward for attacking Uncle Paul. Uh, next, the second half of our Outlaw Squash, it's Mankind versus Billy Gunn. Uh, they bring up Kane and Mankind are number one contenders for the tag titles. Mankind wins with the claw. It, it was way too close to the to the ropes for my taste. Like, it was it was kind of yeah because Gunn could have easily just been like, <laughs> here's mm-hmm. the rope, right? He didn't even have to do much. But anyway, uh, that's the end of the match. Funny you say that because that's kind of how I felt about Buddy Matthews and Andrade. Yeah. Buddy very easily could just went, oh, here's the rope that's actually touching my fucking skull. (laughs) Yeah. Chose to tap. Yeah. I I mean, I guess it's better than fucking them rolling around to get, you know, far enough away. I guess that's right. And then killing the whole, like, what are you really doing? I get it. But you're right. It's just like, you know, man, if you you just lift your finger. Right. You may even be able to catch it with your tongue. Yeah. A lot of times, including this one. But yeah, Mankind immediately leaves after winning the match to go to the back to console Kane, but Kane is not there. Uh, Sable comes to the ring just to introduce Austin. Uh, What I love about this is I don't like Sable, but I like her reaction because to me it was one of those real moments. And those are always fun. Austin comes in, he does his get up, you know, taunt the crowd and everything. And he tells Sable, I want you to go to the back. I want you to give Vince a message. And he goes, here's what you're going to do. I want you to take this hand and grabs her hand, pulls up the middle finger, says, you know, you know, so, and, and she, the way she smiled, it was just, it was real. You know, you could tell it was an authentic reaction. So, and aligning her to basically just be a fucking servant to McMahon at this point, being lucky to have a job is only making her way more over. Oh yeah. First it was about really, let's be honest, her looks. Had nothing to do with her character. She had no character from what we had seen hmm. so far. Now we're actually giving at least something where she's this beaten little dog. Austin does this. You're right about that smile. Next couple of months, she's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, yeah. She's going to peak, but she's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Absolutely. And poor Mero is going to be like, I'm going to have to become <laughs> a garbage man. Yeah. Or just a motivational speaker. <laughs> poor Mero. I know. know. Poor Johnny B. Bad. Johnny B. Bad. Johnny B. Bad was great. It's like WWE didn't or WWF didn't know what to do with him. Yo, Yoko Ono did the reverse. Yeah. She took over <laughs> and banged all the Beatle members. And then... <laughs> all right, let's move on. So, all right. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, Austin says he's a Mark Man, so come and get it. Uh, Austin accepts the stipulation. And it was great. Uh, they, they did really great timing on the pyro because, you know, we talk shit a lot about why are they playing somebody's music on a run-in? Do they really stop? You know what I mean? But yep. the, the timing was perfect of him talking shit to Kane and then the pyro hitting. The, the timing was just so perfect because he barely finished the sentence and boom, Kane comes out, raises his arms like he's going to do the pyro thing and to the point where like Lawler's like pyro or fire or something like that, right? And then all of a sudden, carry. Yeah. Blood just falls from the fight and douses Austin. Kane speaks Well, hang again. on. I don't know if you actually said this. I my I will be honest with you. Uh, my Bluetooth cut out for a second. Austin is wearing a white Yankees type yeah, stone cold baseball jersey. Yep. It's a pinstripe white jersey mm-hmm. with stone cold logos all over it. You had to put him in white to get the oh, carry course. effect. If it was, if he was in his any black shirt of any other night, yeah, 
it's eh, whatever. The bald head. They made this baseball jersey, I really feel, for just, just this, this exact <laughs> night only. I don't think he wears that shit again. He does. He does every once in a while. It was a hot item. You, you got to know, at least you probably had a couple of those. I had a couple two tree. A couple I wouldn't two buy tree. a title. Yeah, like, right. I wouldn't buy a Stone Cold Championship, but I'll buy it. I'll buy. I can at least wear the fucking jersey in public. Exactly. What am I gonna do? Put it in a goddamn glass case at home and rub yeah. myself? You're no All cosplayer, right, so no. But it was great. I think the the closing shot of this was great because for the first time, Austin looked shook. Yeah. You know. And wait, and Kane ends with, "I'm gonna take your title and set you on fire." Mm-hmm, I'm on fire. <laughs> do you feel hey. like I do? Oh, wait, that's Peter Frampton. Never mind. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. You ever find how weird Bruce Springsteen's I'm on fire is? Yeah. Hey, little girl. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? <laughs> Did he go away and leave you all alone? Mm. I wonder if he wrote. Th- I got a bet. <laughs> I wonder if he wrote that song after a trip to Toronto. <laughs> mm. Could be. That's actually a really good point. Do you know why? Uh, Never mind. Yeah, let, let's let's pass on that one. We already had a bad <laughs> at the beginning of this show. I was about to go to Eric Clapton, his kid, a window. All yeah. right, let's move oh on. God damn, <laughs> man. <laughs> hey, little Clapton, is your window open? <laughs> Never mind, that's a screen. Holy shit, that's clean. I'm gone. <laughs> I think an air conditioner just fell. <laughs> <laughs> His kid died in inspiration for that song to be made. <laughs> Let's move on to Nitro before this gets angry. <laughs> <laughs> we open up with a shot. Uh, they're talking about DDP and Malone uh, teaming up. It's being teased slash announced. Uh, Hogan and Rodman are on Leno talking shit on them. Uh, Gene's in the ring with DDP. Cuts a promo on Hogan and Rodman. Puts over Malone. Throughout the show, they're showing uh, the press conference where they signed the match. It was at Planet Hollywood. Uh, we also get announced that our main event's going to be Benoit versus Bret Hart tonight. How are they going <sighs> to fuck this one up is what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> like, in, like, legitimate, like, how could they really fuck this up? Or, I mean, like, what's going to happen? I know something's going to fuck this up. Kind of both. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will say, I remember wishing I could stay up as late as 11 or whatever, you know, in my house, you know, especially going to school and shit. I wanted to be able to watch all those Leno and Letterman shit with all those guys getting on there. Cause I will say they did a lot of good, uh, publicity work with Malone and Rodman, both ESPN and late night talk shows. Eric Bischoff asked Ted Turner to, Ted Turner to not, you know worry about expenses just pay it all yeah it's hilarious because you know it's funny i just saw an article saying that it was talking about um rodman skipping practice to be in that nwo segment last week or two weeks ago and now the finals are over so now these two got to fucking they got to do a work but you know it's a lot of it's based on a shoot yep and that's the best goddamn part if and i know i've brought this up before but if you've never watched the uh what do you call it the uh the, the last dance with the uh, mm, michael jordan yeah. all those guys 
God the damn, I absolutely love that. He even uh, said, I'm not going to make practice today, guys. I'm going to be uh, doing WCW Nitro. Good for you, Robin. It was a part of Last Dance. I was like, my heart right here, my man. Thank you. (laughs) He knew. All right, what happened on Nitro? (laughs) All right. So, yeah, we open up our first match. It's going to be Lynn Denton versus Disco Deadbeat. Deadbeat wins. We had Gene in the ring. He calls out his dickhead brother. I mean, Kevin Green. It's great because Green gets into the ring and he immediately, he immediately says, can I have that mic, Gene? Like, he's just trying to take the mic from Mean Gene. So Gene gives it to him. Um, they're in Jacksonville uh, and and Green is not getting a very good reception. He's actually back with uh, the Carolina Panthers. Um, but he puts the Jags over and he puts over their great quarterback. He's going to be great. Mark Brunel. No, he's not going to be great. He's not going to be great. <laughs> he is definitely not going to be. No. Uh, he puts over the horseman. He says he's got a lot of you know friends in the back, including the horseman. Um, he says, have dr- jock, will travel. Okay, fine. Uh, they Gene asks him about his health. No injuries. He feels stronger than ever. Why are we having a football interview during a wrestling show? Well, I mean, the NBA Finals are over. We got to talk about something else other than wrestling because they can't produce. Yeah, wrestling. but they're not asking. They're they're not asking Rodman about how he felt about how many boards he got that game. Anyway, he brings up that in ninety. Here's mad they weren't was, talking about hockey. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been at least enjoyable for me. He talks about being with the Rams in '91, and he roomed with one of the rookies. That rookie was Bill Goldberg. Imagine that. Uh, Rude and Hennig come to the ring. Hennig is running down green. He's doing the same thing that he did with uh, Goldberg. He doesn't like people from other sports, you know, dealing in his craft. Uh, you know, he's just golden green. Green's like, you want to go? And Giant somehow sneaks up behind him, uh, and they just beat the shit out of him. Uh, it's great because he sells it just long enough for the NWO black and white to get to the back, and he ends up chasing him down. Uh, they show backstage there's a pull-apart between the Horsemen in green and the NWO black and white. And Dylan schedules a match for tonight. It's going to be the Giant versus Kevin Green. I would have been happier mean with... Kevin Green. would have been happier with Tom Green, but that's a different story altogether. <laughs> Next. I'd have, ha- I'd have been happy with... Uh, what's the, the Green family? Uh, Al Green? The, no, the... <laughs> Wasn't his last name Green and uh, the Last Dragon? Oh, Green's uh, Pizza. No, it's uh, Daddy Green's Pizza. Just moved directly your pizza to Daddy Green's Pizza. That's what it was, Daddy Green's Pizza. There, there we go. go. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of the kung fu influence, Tokyo Magnum versus Yuji Nagata. Nagata wins. Next, you get Stevie Ray shown back. Wait, ten- I got to say something about Yuji Nagata. Yuji Nagata. This past week. He brought back the Triple Crown Heavyweight Championship in All Japan Pro Wrestling, which was held by, like, Kobashi, Stan oh. Hansen, Kawada. He brought that back this past week. I thought that's kind of a big thing. Just want nice. to throw that out there. So, it, Eugene Nagata, way to go. Watching him now and 25 years ago. Yeah, it's weird because, yeah, I just I feel like uh, as much as we see him, we never really get, like, anything of substance from him. 
You know, just like good wrestling. Not on Nitro, no. (laughs) Obviously. Uh, Stevie Ray shown backstage attacking Benoit. Takes four guys to hold him back. We get a Raven vignette. It looks like he's on the set of The Walking Dead. Uh, Next, you get Pubic Enema versus Sick Boy and Horus. Enema wins. And we get Gene in the ring with Brett. I think we use this sound bit to, to, to kick off the intro here. Uh, he's basically cutting a pro- he's not really cutting a promo on Ben Wise. He's kind of cutting a promo on the crowd. Uh, talking about, you know, you turned one Canadian against another. I remember when Ben Wise was a snot-nosed punk running around in Calgary. But my family gave him an opportunity. And now look what you did to him. You poisoned his mind. Ultimately, for Brett, especially in WCW, not a bad promo. I, I thought it was interesting that he was cutting the promo on. You know, you could say it was on Benoit, but it wasn't. It was on the crowd. On American fans, Dude, It was like he was back in WWF it was. talking it about was. America, and he, that's what exactly it felt like. Yep, yep. I'd have to say this But I was like, all right with it. Yeah. I'd have been happy if you came over to WCW and kept your anti-American shtick going. I would have been happier than everything else I've done so far with, uh, with Brett in Nitro. Oh, yeah. Even Brett says his debut was stupid. You know. Oh, d- debut. He's yet to show me one thing I've liked him doing so far. Uh, his match with in Flair. WCW. His match with Flair was good. Okay. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I'm trying to find a positive here. Work with me. Okay. Dig deeper. Yeah, dig deeper. I will. Hour two. Goldberg versus Rick Fuller. Goldberg wins. Wolfpack comes to the ring. Um, this was just weird and a waste of time. There was a blow-up doll in the ring, and Kevin Nash said, yeah, we saw Goldberg backstage, and he definitely killed Kenny. And then, oddly enough, somebody had a sign that said, Goldberg killed Kenny. Apparently, South Park was... I think he saw it on the way and was just kind of doing Oh, maybe. Pop. Okay, that's a good call. Yeah, that would make too much sense. Anyway, Sting makes an open challenge for the tag titles. There you go. Yep. Next, you get Alex Wright versus Eddie Guerrero. Right on the way to the ring. You know, they have the ring girls around the ring. Uh, Alex Wright just kisses one of them. She looked like she had no idea it was coming. Fucking rapey German. <laughs> Chavo surprises Eddie on the ramp. Uh, through the match, Chavo starts cheering on the mic from the ramp. Uh, but Wright hits a neckbreaker, gets the win. Chavo starts going on a Monopoly analogy. Eddie says, you've gone wacko. He goes, no, my name's Chavo. (laughs) C-H-A-V-O, and Chavo was his name-o. I fucking love it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, man, I love it. I love it. I know where it's leading to. I think I'm... This has to lead to Pepe. I think it does. It's him just kind of losing his shit. But, oh, my God, it's hysterical. As soon as he said, I'm Chavo, I laughed out loud. I was like, great dad joke. (laughs) What? Conan versus Riggs. Conan wins. And then a sign added it to the dock. I left my wife for Nitro. (laughs) Okay. You mean your wife left you because you went to Nitro. Exactly. Right, That's man. probably Good more job. realistic, yeah. Uh, we went to Hour 3. It's Stevie Ray versus Mongo. Uh, Stevie grabs a chair, but Benoit runs down and takes it. Stares down Stevie. Booker comes in, takes the chair from Benoit. Stevie wants Booker to hit Benoit with it, but he doesn't. Booker tells Stevie, you don't need that chair. You could have won this match anyway. And they argue as they leave the ring, and Stevie Ray gets counted out. Okay. Uh, next, you get the black and white to the ring. It's a promo on Macho talking about Liz. Um, 
And Bischoff makes a joke about breaking your leg and loses his shit for about 30 seconds. Um, and Hogan says DDP is famous for his wife being in Playboy and being the lead Nitro girl. Yeah. I wish it was Brooke. <clears throat> is that the short hair one? Uh, no, I just meant his daughter, Brooke. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. You know she likes black dudes anyway. Well, maybe not at that age. Never mind. That'd be like if I was in Toronto with you. Exchange rate. It evens out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> There's a conversion, all right? Jesus Christ. Were you guys using that that night? Were you guys like, well, hang on. I think the variance here. And depending on what time of day it is over in New York versus it is in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have smartphones back then. We had a little slide, you know, calculation thing for the exchange rates. <laughs> okay. Anyway, next you get Benoit versus Brett because, of course, why wouldn't that be the main event in, instead of Kevin Green versus the Giant? But, okay, let's see what happens. Um, Stevie Ray ends up on the apron. It allows Brett to knock Benoit out with the gimmick. Um, he rules, but what he does is instead of just going to pin him, he rolls Benoit on top of him. The ref sees it. He starts counting. Brett kicks out, immediately puts on the sharpshooter. Benoit can't answer the count, and uh, Brett gets the win. The match was okay. The finish wasn't even that screwy. You know, it showed some level of aptitude. It was almost kind of, you know, a futuristic Eddie, right? With, you know, the title, drop it, act like you're knocked out. You know, it was kind of right. like that shtick. Uh, but the match itself was just... It's almost Too like much, they just uh, asked him to kill Too going on for a Bret Hart Chris Benoit match. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. it had WCW written all over it, so it made sense. <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So anyway, our main event. You know, they booked this as your favorite, which is a double main event. You know, uh, Giant. Honestly, I already put this as match of the year for '98. Oh yeah, I'm sure you, you did. At. Yeah, Giant still smoking. Uh, Hennig just interviews. It's a DQ. Black and white join in in the beatdown, but Goldberg makes the save. He spears Vincent, double spears Adams and Disciple, and Green wants Giant and Hennig versus Green and Goldberg. So we're going to have two sports celebrities matches at Bash at the Beach. Yep. Two celebrity-based matches for a wrestling pay-per-view. No wonder everybody in WCW was fucking pissed off with where they were at on the card, like Jericho, Guerrero, Perry Saturn, everybody. No one was progressing because your main event slots were taken from NFL stars, NBA stars, porn stars, no stars, one star by Ed McMahon. All right, hey, let's go to the top topic. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... You, ODM, are very, very, very inspirational. <laughs> because a couple weeks back, you told a story. Maybe it was kayfabe, maybe it wasn't. Dear God, I hope it was kayfabe. <laughs> <laughs> One night in Toronto, as you we could have called it. I want to tell you about one night in Fresno. As you remember, this podcast began with me in Fresno, California. That's where this whole thing began. At about the three or four month mark of this show, just didn't think it was appropriate to tell you some fucked up stories of something may have happened over the weekend. Um, soon thereafter, things like that became our hidden track, and then we're like, fuck it, just put it in the show. 
Uh, and look at man, your story was just. All right, I, I'm I'm gonna say right now, there's no similarities by any chance. There is no 15 year old girls. This isn't a hotel room or wherever it is, whatever you guys were doing, or their parents' house. Um, it's nothing anywhere near your story. Matter of fact, it actually happened again in California. So it was in this country. All right, let's fast. Let's rewind a little bit here. One night in Fresno. First, you may remember. One of the best things about being in Fresno was I had the chance to hang with the guys at the Best of the West wrestling uh, promotion there. I told you all about night one. I didn't tell you about my wife's night of night one. Now, as we travel in the RV... We find stints in certain places, and we're in Fresno, and she was working at a, I believe it was a nursing home in Fresno, and she had a whole group of friends, all the people who are in her field, and they were like, let's do a game night at this house. We're doing it on this night, January, whatever. Shit, man, I'm actually set to go to this uh, wrestling show. Could you... One of your coworkers pick you up. You guys do it. Do your thing. Whatever. Yeah. Sounds good. She has a coworker named Jesus. Uh, Jesus is uh, um, not straight. This has very little to do with the conversation, but maybe a touch towards one point. And I think you'll understand where I'm going with it. But anyway, that night I'm having a great time. I'm seeing, I saw Funny Bone for the first time ever. I'm at the nice. uh, Virgil Flynn Memorial Tournament, all this stuff. And then I get a text from Jesus. It says, Hillary's home. She's okay. And I'd never had his number. I never, and I'm like, that seems fucking weird. Okay. And I call him and I go, yo, uh, everything okay? He goes, no, nah, she, she had a couple glasses of wine and uh, she, she was a little buzzed, but she, she's back home. Yeah, I know my wife. She don't do a couple glasses of wine and just be buzzed. I fucking, like, I'm not saying we're, like, alcoholics, but we can hold our fucking shit if we have to have a drink. You know what I'm saying? Um, And she calls me. I'm on the way home. And I'm like, is everything okay? She's just all forms of fun, drunk nonsense. In a good way, by the way. And I go, but yo, I need my phone as the GPS. I got to get my way back home. Stop calling me put my phone back up she calls what are you doing oh you're 10 second hillary right now fuck you're really out right now all right we, we. <laughs> so that's the kind of fun they're all having at the uh the game night right everybody's just drinking having a good fucking time everybody's doing it responsibly either ubering or someone's gonna drive you home if you're whatever i called jesus after that night because i'm like yo what is wrong with her what, what did, you said she had a couple glasses of wine. He goes, that's all she had. And I I came so close to being like, listen, you effing maggot. Like, that's how I was so lit up. And like, by accident, it was probably going to come out. Anyway, didn't. Nice guy. We all hung out. Everything's good. But we go to game night part two one month later. Now, 
this is the story. This is the one night in Fresno. I had to prep you because people get a little crazy at these things, okay? Apparently. A whole bunch of healthcare workers throwing back some booze, playing some games. Now, earlier, one thing I didn't tell you is that right after Wrestle Kingdom, which is January 4th of that year, I decided... I'm just done drinking for a while. I took actually the entire rest of 2019 off. No no drinking at all. And and just for, you know, health, whatever. It's not always fun being the one guy that's not drinking. Sure. At a fucking drinking party. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to suck this shit up. So I, I say to my wife, look it. I know you all had a blast last time. And I don't care what level you get to. But I need you to know I'm going to be ducking out every now and then to go eat a couple of chicken nuggets or whatever in the car. Oh, we're good. We're good. You do your thing. We'll park far away. We're good. Let me ask you a question, ODM. When you when you told me your story about Toronto, did you write some things down just to be safe so you remembered everything in order? Oh, yeah. I laid it out. Yeah, I've got it in my notes. Oh, fuck. Here we go. <clears throat> All right. Before the night really begins, there is this girl. And by the way... I'm not holding back names. I don't have it in my head to keep false names together or, you know, kayfabe names. So there's this girl, Brianna. She was coming over to our house or our RV quite a bit in Fresno. She was actually there the night I watched WrestleMania 36, the night that it was the very first pandemic one, right? Which is only a month after this. But she comes over and she's like, I really want to, I really, really, really want to fuck that guy, Mike. Okay, I'm going to set the stage for you. Brianna, about 24. Okay? Decent looking chick. Mike is like 45, extremely tan, and works out nonstop, eats a lot of fucking chicken and potatoes. Those kind of guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all they do is just work out, and that's their whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you're always like, there's got to be something fucking wrong up there in the old, you know, coconut, right? Yeah, but I'm- Likely. Anyway, so she's like, I really want to bang this fucking guy. Now, Hillary and I have advised against this like 80 <laughs> fucking times for the multiple fucking times that we've hung out with her. It's not sinking to the point that she borrows these leather pants from my wife. Okay? So, we all ride together. She's planning on Ubering her way home or hanging with Mike, whatever the case is. Doesn't matter. I'm good. I'm, I'm, you know, she knew me about what my plan was for the night. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to take a little smoke ski before I head in. We all head in. And it's a lot of drinking games that are started, right? And everybody's hanging out there. It's kind of half college kind of a, of a vibe because a lot of these people are somewhere between 25, 6, 7, and 35. Except for old man Mike, who's probably closer to fifty, to be honest with you. <laughs> Creepy uncle about this. Yeah. He, oh goddamn yes. So, um, <laughs> we we play a couple of games, and then there's all these different people there, right? You got some coworkers, and then also this is that a dude named uh, this guy Matt. Uh, this guy Matt. Uh, it's at his house, and Matt and Martha they're engaged. Martha has a friend come over. Never caught her name. Don't need to. Don't care. But said blonde girl, my wife and myself are all in the kitchen. I'm just, I think I was grabbing a bottle of water, whatever. And she goes, 
someone should do a shot with me. And Hillary goes, yeah, I'll, I'll fucking do a shot with you. Yeah, that's fine. They do a shot. We all go back. We start playing games. Mike and Brianna are trading a sucker back and forth over the goddamn coffee table that we're all playing a game at. And I am just like, that is so goddamn unsanitary. I can't deal with this. This is so fucking gross. But they're like flirting with each other, right? Yeah. Now, he is using a container that is like twice the size of what I was using that night that I did the whiskey and ginger for the cook-off. But a very big fucking container, right? And he's just sipping from it with a straw. Whatever. It was a BYOB. Everybody was doing their own thing. He's a workout guy, so you, you're like, I probably some juices and some shit or whatever. Maybe some alcohol, whatever. We, we play this card game called golf. You can assume that you know the object of the game is to get the lowest fucking score possible. This dude nearly broke down and cried every time he drew a two or a three. He was like, oh, no. And then we were all naming the scores at the end, and he had, like, six. You know what I'm saying? And we all, like, 20-something, right? And he goes, oh, man. I'm like, no, it's not like when they tell you it's uh, benign. <laughs> this is actually a good fucking thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Negative. you know what I mean? Or when they say benign, you're like, oh, no. That's what this felt like. And I was like, yo, this guy is gone. But then everybody quits the game, and he starts getting handsy rapey on this fucking girl. Like, she's having a conversation. He's standing behind her and just does a full-blown reach-around in front of all of us and just starts touching her. They're not kissing or anything, but she's in. We're all like, what the fuck? Part one, where I go, I got to step out for a bit. I'm going to go, uh, <laughs> I got to go pee. I'm going to go pee. Do we have a bathroom here? Nah, you do. I'm going to go pee. I smoke. I come back. And I went out back behind the house. He has a this fence, and I go out back. He has a yard. Dude had mowed. Bothered me a little bit, but whatever. I don't. You know me. I'm an, I'm an Italian like you are. Make your shit look fucking good, all right? Mm-hmm. Anyway. So I go back there. I piss. I come back in, and everyone's kind of in a weird panic because this blonde chick is in the bathroom throwing up. Come to find out, they go, well, who gave her anything to drink? And Hillary goes, well, she did a shot with me a little while ago. Well, she's 19. She doesn't really do shots. Why the fuck is she at an adult party and no one told us that she was 19? Are you shitting me? Wasn't the only shot that she had. She kept going into the fucking kitchen and sneaking a couple other drinks that no one caught. That was just the one that she did publicly with someone. So, also at this point, Mike and Brianna are getting into it. They're, they're having, they're just all over each other and they go into one room and Mike or Matt, the homeowner goes, all right, everybody, come on. Let's, 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 how about you just go into, uh, to, uh, th- this room here. It's the second right. bedroom. I want to establish where we're living. This is one of those, it's not an apartment complex, but it's kind of like you have a full house, but on a, a low level, but you're also like connected with like multiple, like Krusty's old place. Like uh, well, a townhouse or uh, like okay. a condo. But connected townhouses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, while people are cleaning up goddamn puke in the bathroom, which somehow this bitch happened to get on the sink a little bit. Gross. They're cleaning it up. Mike and Brianna are now in there. 
And Hillary goes, well, I want to make it feel special for them. She goes, do you have an extra pillow? And because they were just on a floor in there, I guess. It was just like a no bedroom, no bed floor or whatever, like kind of room or whatever. It was just an extra like computer room. And Matt goes, yeah, here's a pillow. So she throws a pillow in. My high ass is like, well, I got a good idea. And I put on Marvin Gaye, let's get it on, and just slide it enough under the door where the song's playing for them for a minute. And we're all laughing. Ha, 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 Right, whatever. Hmm. So now, I pull the phone away. We're all hanging out. Everybody's just chilling or whatever. And Hillary goes, I really have to pee. But they're still, they're just finishing cleaning up that bathroom. And I go, I went and peed out back. And she goes, I'll go out back. And I go, all right, let's go. We go back to piss. She goes, I had no idea that that girl was 19. I go, well, she didn't fucking say, hey, I'm 19. Let's do a shot. She said, who wants to do a shot (laughs) at a party with people? Sign you. Fuck that. All right, man. Buckle up, because that was only act one. It's only a two-act show, but that was act one. (laughs) Here we go. We are coming back. Close the gate. And I see... Her walking out, the blonde chick who took that shot, and this Mexican dude walking behind her, his name is Jose, who we all dubbed Jose Jalapeno later because the girl, Brianna, kept calling him, well, Jalapeno is the one that helped me and blah, 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 right? So we all end up naming him Jose Jalapeno. Nice fucking kid. He was great. And he and I are the only two sober cats at this entire party. So... As Hillary and I are walking just out of the backyard, she walks out. He is kind of maybe 10 feet behind her, trailing. I don't remember her name. Let's just say it's Laura. We'll say the name is Laura. Fine. Yo, Laura. And as he says, yo, Laura, her body stopped like she got tased. You know when someone gets tased and they just fucking freeze and Seize up. face yeah. first, right? Yep. She just out of nowhere just stopped and fell face forward. Not like she actually did the freeze, but like she just dropped hard face first coming out of the house. And he's picking her up as we're walking back. And I was like, yo, do you see that? And she's like, how can I not, man? And and he goes, yo, you're fucking embarrassing yourself at this house. Get the fuck up. And he was like real dickish to her. And I remember saying, I was like, yo, I'm glad he ain't my friend. Because if you were my friend, you're telling me that, I'm going to cry now. I'm like, I ruined everybody's night. But no bullshit. Neighbors come home at this point and they see this whole thing going on and they go, and Matt now walks out of the house. Home on her Matt goes, Hey guys, how are you? And he's trying to like help this whole thing, this situation. And they go, It's only 8 30. And he goes, Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, it is only 8 30. That, and I was like, To me right here. Fuck, that's a lot. Maybe this is going to be wrapping up soon. I figured out later why Matt took a step outside. I come in the house and it is chaos. Joe, chaos. Like, I just I just went straight, shoot, pal, no kayfabe. Skipped ODM, called you Joe. Bro. 
I come back in, there's a lot of commotion, a lot of yelling, and I hear the shower running, and I see Brianna run from the bedroom with a shirt on, quick, over to the bathroom. And I look over. Mike is in the referee position on the floor. Two hands, two knees, face down, going, (gasps) (sighs) (sighs) I go, what the fuck is going on in here? So everybody's making some motion. All of a sudden, Jose Jalapeno pops over to me and he goes, yo, he threw up. I go, during the middle of sex? He goes, no. He was going down on her and he threw up inside of her. Oh. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> yeah, I had to let you get that out for a second because I knew you weren't ready for this one. I was like, are you fucking with me? She comes out of the bathroom. The whole place smells like a weird liquor tuna smell. (laughs) I had to keep going outside. I'm not even drunk, and I'm going to fucking throw up. You ever see a Kevin Hart bit? Because if you fucking throw up, and I'm (laughs) I'm going to fucking throw up because I fucking hate throw up. That's me. And I was like, I can't be here, man. Oh, my God. This is where my wife... Uh, and a couple other people, their instincts, because they're healthcare workers, they all are, you know, jumping in and trying to clean this shit the fuck up. I haven't really seen the bedroom. I can see that this pillow is ruined as fuck. It's the only thing that's next to him on the ground. Remember, where'd that pillow come from? Right. Good job to my wife. Yep. So... She comes out of the bathroom. She had shower quick. And, she, and he's still on the ground. He's wearing a pair of, I think, jeans. No shirt. Now, this dude, like I told you, pretty fucking jacked up, right? Um, She comes out, and she is, like, dressed in, like, half a towel in our shirt. And she goes, I feel like I'm, I'm dressed like Aladdin right now. And I'm like, that's your worry. I was going to say. And then she goes, right. And then she looks up, she goes, it burns. And I go, well, no fucking shit. Oh. And I asked her blunt, bluntly, I go, did you stand upside down in the shower? She goes, no. I go, that would have been the first fucking thing I would have had to do. Because <laughs> whatever angle you did it at, you didn't clean that out properly. And this is fucking say, gross. <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever been a fucking part of. <laughs> Unless there was a douche in the room. <laughs> there's, there's, nope. There's no way. Nope. He's going to boot in a snoop. Ew. <laughs> oh, my God. Bro, this doesn't even... This isn't even the peak. So now, Mike, they are trying to get him cleaned up because now he has not only did it in and on her, but he did it again in the same room while she was in the shower, but they didn't move him. They let him just kind of hurl on the same fucking wooden floor. Good luck to the next person who bought that apartment. They finally get him up moving again. You have a question? did it smell that bad and he was that drunk was it a combo was it one or the other oh of her (laughs) with the tuna no it was no it was clearly well we came to find out motherfucker had like a tuna salad right before he came over we actually found that out later like yeah yep 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 now bro can't make this up. No one else will ever get the goddamn line when I say the word I'm going to say to you when I give you the exact motion. I usually have to show this to people, but this is great. So, 
they get him up. He is 250-pound brick fucking muscle, dude. And they're trying to tell him he's got to go towards the bathroom, and he is just being absolutely combative. I'm standing in the living room because I don't want to get fucking thrown up on. This dude, just as they're dragging him, they're trying to pull him. Mike, come on, come with me. Matt, the homeowner, by the way, easily. Same same weight, maybe bigger, but uh, chunkier kind of a guy, not not okay. ripped. Right, sure. Still a big guy, can, make some, can move him. But him, I can't remember who the other person was, and my wife are all trying to drag him towards the bathroom. And I'm standing in the living room right next to the bathroom, right, just kind of making somewhat of a... I'm just watching this. And they go to pull him towards the bathroom. And they, as they just get him past, he puts two fingers on the fucking wall and pulls himself back out in front of me, right? Like back out from the bathroom, right behind that hallway area. He comes back out with the two fingers, pulls himself back out into the living room, makes eye contact with me and goes with the DX thing for no reason, like the ref pose, like someone is injured for no fucking reason. He just goes and then went and put his arms up the Rex, the the ref thing, like when someone is goddamn injured. And as his arms went up, they just dragged him as quick as they could in the bathroom. And I go, as he made eye contact, I go, it's okay, buddy. Like, just let him take you, man. And then he put the X up. And I'm like, are you telling me you're hurt? I don't know what the fuck's going on. They drag him in the bathroom. I've had to step outside like six six fucking times so far right now just to regain composureship of the smell and everything going on. I cannot even... Uh, I take in everything that's all happening right now. I'm like, this is like the worst college party that I've ever been to. And it's not a college party. And all of a sudden I hear, what the fuck is that? You go running in. They go, he won't stop jumping in the shower. He's all (laughs) fucked up and just jumping up and down, up and down. I go over and I find his big ass container. The puke all over the place. It was red. This dude had the biggest cranberry and vodka known to man I can't look at puke you know what I'm saying but they go you have to take a look at the bathroom it looked like you took red wine and just sprayed it all over the walls on the sink on the floors on his toothbrush on his shaving kit red puke Everywhere. They're trying to get him calmed down. They finally do. Brianna is sitting with him on the floor in the bathroom trying to just keep composureship, I guess. They've all kind of somewhat cleaned this up. I can't stop making jokes because I'm fucking me and Jose Jalapeno are just cracking the fuck up making jokes because we're the sober ones. And all of a sudden, Brianna comes out and she goes, guys. It's happening again. Carry all over the fucking walls. Round two. All over the place. This fucking dude cannot stop puking. They're cleaning it up again. I'm like, he's got fucking alcohol poisoning. Likely, man. I'm like, with all the fucking cranberry and vodka he's had. While they're doing that, Matt, homeowner, goes into the kitchen and pours himself a hefty-ass glass of milk. 
And I go, yeah, it's a bad choice, my man. You were drinking the night, too. It's a bad choice. Don't do it. Because it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Whatever. Look, Hillary, I, I can only stand so much of the smell. I'm pretty sure the dogs need to go out. I'm going to go ahead and go home for a little bit. I'll, I'll come back soon since you're cleaning this shit up. When I tell you I took the longest fucking time at the house, letting the dogs out, taking a bong rip, everything, I go back to this house. Hillary is not even wearing her clothes anymore. She's wearing Matt's clothes because hers are fucking filled with red puke. So is Brianna. So is Martha, Matt's girl. And Hillary goes, oh, guess what? Matt just puked in the kitchen sink. Well, I told you the milk was a bad fucking idea. Dude fucking puked in the sink. Now everybody's cleaning that shit up. And I go, look, I got to be honest with you. The worst fucking thing is I haven't eaten tonight. At one point I was hungry and I don't know if I am anymore, but I need to go home. I get the fuck out of this fucking joint, man. We were were there for a while with all this shit going on. We go home. A chunk of people had to stay the night there because they were all blacked out. And you're ready for the kicker. Mike, Brianna, sleeping on the couch together that night, staying there. Next time she came to our place, she goes, well, yeah, no, we hooked up right there that night on the couch. You hadn't fully had a wash yet, my man. They hooked up that night after all that right there on the couch. Man, she must have really wanted that D, huh? Bro, this dude was so mentally fucked up. How she wanted him was beyond me, but she chased after him even for like a month or two more after that. And I was like, I got to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure the puke thing would have stopped. I go, Hillary told me if I fart during sex, there's a good chance we're never going to hang out again. Like, are you shitting me? Like, that? that is the grossest fucking thing. And that's the first time you ever did anything sexual. That was their first hookup. Tell me about your first time. Oh, it was a doozy. Your father threw up in me deep, and then we hooked up on that couch. Oh, God. Right? They're not together to this date, by the way. I will give you this. But, dear shit, what a story. So, yeah. next day, what do you do? If you're a musician, you write a goddamn song about it. You know what I'm saying? And, and <laughs> oh, yeah, man, this is... I've never played an original on our show before, but this is a first. Well, parody is an original. I don't know. All right, fine. Well, no one ever did this progression like this. Well, there you go. Where I'm Fair going enough. here. Um, one of my favorite songs I've ever written. Sad thing is most people won't know what the fuck it means. But, my man, here is this for you. Let me move this Bluetooth. Leather pants, skinny jeans, wall of red like nothing ever seen. The dancing in the shower, someone's mopping up the floor. Cards still on the table, people in and out the door. Trading suckers, popping shots, the red pillow marks the spot. Laughing in the kitchen and the laundry's in the hall. Cans are scattered everywhere, people clinging to the wall.
mixed drinks, drinking games. The night was fine before the red stain. Face down in the front yard, bleach wipes coming from the store. People pissing in the backyard, sharing clothes till there's no more. We're telling jokes, we're singing songs. The red hits the kitchen before too long. Things are winding down now, people turning in for bed. We're all crashing here tonight, red dreams will fill our head. Red wall, red stain, out of control, shit going insane. Red wall, red memory, this blackout is only temporary. It encapsulated oh, you, perfectly. Man. Encapsulated perfectly. The only thing I didn't mention when I had talked to you earlier is that when I came back, Martha was just getting back because they ran out of cleaning supplies. They ran out of bleach wipes. I figured, bleach, yeah. All that shit. They had to go to the store to buy more shit. And when I'm telling you there was a pile of clothes in the laundry in the hall because, dude, everybody was like, well, fuck it. We all just got to strip down out of the puke. Yo, weirdest fucking night, man. What do you think? Two weeks, you got a top topic that'll top that? What's <laughs> Probably, but I don't know if I want to incriminate myself any further than I already have. Well, don't worry. The Sheik did it for us last week. <laughs> yeah, just so you guys know, ODM had to text me. Bro, are you trying to get us caught, kicked off all platforms? <laughs> wasn't me that said it. That was, uh, that was Iron Sheik. <laughs> wasn't me, it was him. <laughs> You go, yeah, that's a catch-22, my man. Good excuse. <laughs> Good answer. I remember you. <laughs> All right. Next week, we're back. It'll be a different kind of show. If the stars are aligning, we'll be face-to-face. We're going to be rocking it out in the ROC, and we will be talking everything that's going to be coming up with, uh, well, the only thing we won't be able to chat about is Forbidden Door, because that'll be later that night, likely, when we're able to record Pal. But next week, we'll be talking about everything but that. And I am ready because, to be honest with you, one of our favorite things that we like to do in this show, we like to do our movie of the week. Next week is going to have just a touch of a twist, and I think it'll actually be one of my favorites yet. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the professor. Every week, I bid you a farewell. Every week, ODM... You know, he does it. Game night sounds like fun. <laughs> as soon as I put, saw you put that to the neck, I was like, yes! The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, the doc, Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks.
Raw happened, Nitro happened. Let's go to the top topic. <laughs> yeah, that was worth a shot. All right. All right. <clears throat> God, I'm going to feel like a dick for this opening. Here we go. I was about to, like, see if I can cut it. Oh, my God. What? It, whoa. What the fuck whoa. did this just happen? <laughs> I just turned all the lights off. It's about to, shit was about to get real weird in here. <laughs> you want to talk about weird? Check this out. How do you know when your sister's on her period? Uh, I don't know. Your dad's cock tastes funny. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck have I heard that from? I feel like I've heard that, but Jesus Christ, that is messed up. Oh, I gotta Preston, tell that one. Preston to told me that one the other day. I told him I'd bring it up. That's a no. That's brutal. I've heard one kind of like that before too. It's such. That's a good one. Yeah. What, 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 wow. You know what's great about fucking a sixteen-year-old in the shower? Oh, Pull Jesus. her hair back. She looks fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> there's the reaction i was looking for yo i get last week we fucked around with iron chic or i did with putting the shit on the air but come on oh my god oh 